This holiday season, pay tribute to the people who fought for our freedom to celebrate. Featuring the largest American flag in the region, Spirit Park is now open at National Harbor, honoring active duty military and veterans. Take some time this holiday to remember, offer gratitude, and be inspired by the sacrifices of our service men and women who make our way of life possible. Plan your visit at nationalharbor.com slash spiritpark. That's nationalharbor.com slash spiritpark. Welcome to Hotel Cast. This podcast is brought to you by Ask Suite, the number one hotel chatbot focused on direct bookings and reservation productivity. My name is Paula. I'm the content creator at Ask Suite, and I will be your host today. Before I introduce my next guest, uh, I just wanted to remind you all to follow us on Spotify. Uh, simply type Hotel Cast on Spotify, and you will find dozens, dozens of episodes. Each episode with a hospitality expert talking about revenue, distribution, guest service, recruitment, and much more. Well, today's episode is about how the hotel industry is starting to bounce back in some countries and how social media marketing can help your hotels in the recovery. We will also talk about what is luxury travel and we will take a closer look at uh, some markets, especially Mexico. So our guest today is Marcos, Marcos Toscani. He is a luxury hotel expert and he's even Mexico's luxury travel ambassador. He's also a speaker and the director of Experto en Hoteles. So welcome to our podcast, Marcos. Thank you so much for being here today. Hello, Paula, and thank you for having me. It's a pleasure for me. Uh, let's start about uh, talking a little bit about yourself, Marcos, and what is uh, Experto en Hoteles, the project, what it is about. Can you please introduce, introduce yourself to our audience a little bit and explain uh, your path and all the projects that you are involved Okay, thank you. Well, uh, my name is Marcos, as you say, I'm, uh, I'm from Argentina, um, and I created this uh, project, Experto en Hoteles, it was almost six years ago. Uh, it was a project that originally launched like a very hyper-segmented project. It's focused on luxury and ultra-luxury hotels. Um, there's uh, different areas, a, a part of the area is to, of the content creations for these luxury hotels. Um, I'm a marketing professional, so everything was always focused on the marketing side uh, from the point of view, and I'm a, special, a specialist in the social media, uh, so that's how it started. But we ha I had uh, different areas where I wanted to focus. One is uh, to show the experience in these luxury and ultra-luxury hotels. The other is, is to help the hotels to show the experience better, because I realized when I create the project that there was a lot of uh, mistakes and things not well done in the in the communication, particularly in the digital world. That uh, you know, all the hotels, like all the industries, uh, uh, they have to learn how to 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 communicate in the digital world. That it's still something new. It's still something that changes so much. So I'm advisor for many hotels and luxury brands. Um, and I help them to communicate better uh, in the digital world. And I help them too to, with, the, with the luxury experience because as a, a, I'm a, a deep traveler, I was before this project and now I, I know it's not in the pandemic so much, but uh, um, I travel all the time in luxury and luxury hotels and check the experience too. So the project is, uh, has different sides. One is to the public. I have uh, also I had the podcast, Experto Noteles, 
that is uh, dedicated to talk with the leaders of luxury hospitality in Spanish. Um, I do mo all the project is focused usually in Spanish, and um, so that's a bit of what I do. And I've been uh, named, as you say, as a luxury travel ambassador of Visit Mexico that we're going to talk probably later. Uh, so uh, there's a different areas where I focus, but everything the project is hyper segmented. Is focused on luxury and ultra luxury hotels. Uh, it's not open to uh, to other things. It's very 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 focused on that and to help the hotels do things better, uh, particularly in the digital world. Nice. I'm really excited to talk about luxury travel. I don't think it, we have that many content about it. So and it is a very specific segment, and so I'm 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 dying to know learn more. Uh, but before we go to the specifically to the luxury travel in general. Uh, you posted recently on your LinkedIn, which I, I follow and I recommend people to do the same, uh, about some new openings, hotel openings in Mexico. So we can see that some, at least some demand is starting to increase or appear in some specific markets. Uh, I think it would be nice to, 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 to start the, the show with some good news. So what can you tell us about this? Uh, new hotel openings in Mexico. How do you see this? I know you, you, in your in your post you said it. Even big brands, right? They're they're opening there. So, uh, what can you tell us about this? Uh, finally, good news. <laughs> okay. Yes, good news. I'm so happy to give you news. I love that. And uh, it's it's real. But that what's happened with the new openings, the planned new openings, it didn't change so much. You know, the big companies are still planning to open as uh, as they planned before the pandemic. Of course, that is uh, very different in the places that are in the nature, in the beach, and that. But uh, uh, the plans are coming. It was there was a big opening in Mexico uh, in November of last year. That was the one and only Mandarina. That's an amazing hotel that I'm going to be visiting in the, in the next days. Um, so that was planned for middle of 2020 and it opened finally in November in the middle of the pandemic. But in 2021 now, we're going to have a lot of wonderful openings in Mexico. Uh, we can start with Four Seasons Tamarindo, that is a new Four Seasons in Mexico. Four Seasons is, is trying to push a lot into Mexico. They have beautiful properties in Punta Mita and Mexico City, but they're going to open in Tamarindo. That is a new area. Uh, Four Seasons likes to create new destinations, and they, they're planning to create new destinations. It's in the state of Jalisco. Uh, it's in the south of Puerto Vallarta to have like a more clear view because you have Punta Mita in the north, um, and they're going to open an amazing resort. Uh, it, it's planned to open like September or October. It's going to be incredible. This for me, it's going to be incredible, and it's and I like it a lot because, like I said, it's a new destination. They're going to create a new destination that probably. Uh, in a few years, we're going to remember uh, the, the, the start of the destination like it happened with uh, Punta Mita when Four Seasons started 20 years ago, and now it's a big, big destination for luxury hotels. So this, for me, is a, one, a wonderful opening. If you go into the city, the Ritz-Carlton Mexico City is going to open this year. It's, uh, it has been delayed. It was supposed to open last year, but now, uh, for the moment, the, the, they don't have a specific date, but it's uh, prepared for July of 2021. Uh, Ritz-Carlton is coming to the big city. Um, we have to think that Mexico City didn't have new, new luxury hotels in 10 years. Uh, it just opened uh, last year, um, or, or a year and a half, uh, Sofitel opened a new hotel because it, it, there was 10 years with no new 
luxury hotels. And the Ritz Carlton is coming in an amazing tower, new tower that has uh, different things, has offices too. It's going to have a wonderful hotel with uh, amazing views of uh, it's over uh, Reforma Avenue, so it's going to be very nice. Uh, we also have Waldorf Astoria Cancun, that is going to be the second Waldorf Astoria in Mexico. We have to remember that Waldorf Astoria opened um, a hotel in, in Cabo. It took a hotel that was a resort at Pedregal, and now it's Waldorf Astoria Pedregal. Uh, that is one of the best hotels in, in Cabo and in Mexico. And now it's going to open the second one in Cancun. It's a big project that includes a Hilton Hotel and a Waldorf Astoria Hotel, and it's planned to open with a 150 rooms by the end of uh, 2021. So it's going to be a very nice hotel. Then we have Canai. Canai is going to be a big complex, something like Mayakoba, for example, in the Riviera Maya. And we're going to have, uh, for the moment, we're going to have two hotels from Marriott, the luxury brands of Marriott. We're going to have the Riviera Maya edition. Uh, that's going to be very nice because it's the first edition in Latin America. It's one of the nice... Uh, uh, lifestyle luxury uh, brands of, uh, of uh, Marriott. And we also want to have the St. Regis Canai, that was a project that was a lot, for a lot, of, a lot of time we were waiting for this project and it's planned hopefully to open this year. It's going to be a beautiful hotel, all in the Riviera Maya. Uh, in the Riviera Maya also, we're going to have a new Auberge resort. It's called, called Ethereo. Auberge is a very nice brand that is, is uh, focusing a lot in Mexico. They have two hotels now in Cabo, uh, Esperanza and Chileno Bay, and they're going to open one that's called Ethereo in the Riviera Maya, but they also they're going to open one in the Riviera Nayarit, in Punta Mita, that's called Susurros del Corazón. So they are both planned for 2021. And then we have, uh, we, we, we're talking about Cabo, close to Cabo, we have La Paz, that uh, Grupo Habitat is a Mexican group that I really like with a lot of design. Uh, they're going to open the Baja Club Hotel. Uh, it's now, it's opening these days. And also we have a new brand that's called Paradero that's going to open in Todos Santos that they come with a um, particular view, uh, like uh, experiencing inclusive, uh, um, the objective is to do side like uh, not all inclusive, like uh, with the food included, but with the experience included. So you go and you're going to have a lot of experiences to do. So there's going to be a, a nice opening, I'm sure. Wow, that, that's a lot of actually openings. And I think what the, the good thing about this, Marcus, and, and I don't know if you agree with me, is that it gives a sense that things uh, are still happening, you know, because it it, 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 it's, in last year, 2020, it was like it felt like it, well, everything was stopped, and you know, every, yeah, and, and yes, a lot of things were had stopped and had uh, crush even. Yes. But so even if you know, seeing this many, many openings gives a a sense of hope, <laughs> and that we all absolutely, need it. yeah, absolutely, the, uh, and they are planning to you know because they know that things are going to change. We all know things are going to change at some point. We all expect that things are going to change this year. We know that it's probably uh, 2022 is going to be the year that everything starts to come back to normal. As That's what, what everybody expects. Mm -hmm. But, you know, to open a, a new hotel uh, this year, probably it, it's an opportunity to open. Uh, it's easier for them to make it like a soft opening, to start opening with the, uh, most of the hotels at the moment has restrictions on the on the capacity they cannot open 100% but 
Paula, remember that uh, the borders never closed in Mexico, so it changed. It's very different to other countries. So Mexico is one of the most open countries, talking about restrictions. Uh, so what's happened with Mexico is that the hotels closed for a couple of months. In June of 2020, some hotels started opening, and um, some opens in July, uh, August, September. It was like escalated, but uh, most most of the hotels are open now. Um, so they're more prepared probably to, to react uh, faster to, to, to the demand and, uh, um, uh, and to react better uh, because they are open and the country has uh, little restrictions to visit. Um, so I expect that uh, they're going to be more ready. Uh, we have to know that there are restrictions in, in the capacity of the hotels. Most of the hotels are open at 50%, 60%, depending on the area of Mexico, but particularly in the, in the, on the beach, on, on the places like with more nature, um, they, they are feeling some demand. Uh, it's changing very quick, you know, the, um, usually, you know, the, the, the policy of, of uh, cancellation is very flexible, so people usually reserve uh, a few days before traveling, or they, can, they do and then cancel. Um, it's very different to we were accustomed before the pandemic, but uh, it, it's a big point to, to say that Mexico is a lot very ready to receive uh, tourists uh, now. Yeah, oh, that, uh, yeah, I, that's a really good point, and I think it, it separates Mexico from many uh, other markets out there. And before you were talking about, uh, it is an advantage uh, in a way to open, to do the opening right now, because you said something that I, I haven't thought about before, that it's, it, it is kind of soft opening for this new hotel. So it is quite good to, <laughs> in a way, to, to, to start like, you know, that since we have just so many restrictions, so they can open, but in a soft, uh, a soft opening. It is, it is something that I yes, have to think and, about. Yes, and the people want to work. We know that, that what's happening in the industry, people want to work. So, uh, but always in Mexico, people in the hospitality industry, industry is very passion mm -hmm. and now more you know if you have the opportunity to open a new hotel or to work in a hotel that's going to open uh, you have a lot of passion a lot of uh, you want to do it and they're going to do it very well uh, you know that we don't need to talk about protocols and that because we all know the, the particularly the big brands they are very strict with that mm -hmm. but uh, they, they they love to everybody loves to open a new hotel and now in this situation uh, I think people's going to be very happy uh, to work in, and with a lot of passion in the new openings. Yeah, totally right. I agree with you. And uh, I think, like Marcos, that, uh, like you said too, uh, we have to to think that this is maybe it's 2022, but it will come back. Of course, the demand and things will kind of go back to normal uh, in a way, in a sense. And I actually think maybe I'm being too optimistic. I think you're going to be actually a boon of traveling because. Uh, everybody is so tired of, of being at home and not being able to travel. Because, I don't know, I think that once everything is more settled down, it, it, mm -hmm. I think it's going to be a big boom. I don't know. Maybe but I'm just... the, the, vaccine, the, the vaccine is going to have a big effect in, in tourism because people that have the vaccine want to travel again yeah. because they feel, they feel safe, they feel secure again. And some people... Everybody's waiting to feel uh, to feel comfortable with traveling. Yeah. Um, I believe that 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 I work with the uh, luxury hotel brands. 
And, uh, you know, the, these kind of brands have made a lot of work during years uh, to people trust them. So uh, I'm traveling these days uh, for the first time in a few months. And um, I, I feel very secure in the hotels because I know that I trust them. And it's a big, big point, the trust now and uh, how the brands con construct this, this trust in, the, in, their, in their people who visit them. So if people, uh, uh, the, of course, there's a lot of steps you have uh, to fly, you have to do that. There's a lot of things that uh, uh, maybe people feel at, at risk. But uh, if you trust the place you're going to stay, um, it's a big, big point of decision to, to travel. So I think with the vaccine uh, now that is growing in different countries, uh, particularly in the U.S., uh, is, is growing uh, well, the, the, the vaccine uh, situation. Mm -hmm. um, and it's a big, big market. We know that the United States is a big, big market for luxury uh, tourism. In Mexico, it is, like everywhere. Uh, so I think, like you say, for me, it's going to be a boom in tourism. We don't know exactly when, but yeah. when we realize it's going to be there. Yeah. Uh, so it's good to be prepared, to be ready. I, I believe that that's why the hotel openings are still planned for this year, because they know that things at some point, we don't know exactly when, but at some point they're going to change, and we have to be ready for that. Yeah. Yeah, totally agree. And uh, let's talk about a little bit, Marcos, about your your expert, other expertise, or about a little bit more marketing and social media. Uh, mm -hmm. Since it's starting the demand to to come back, and some markets are bouncing back, how can hot hotels take the best of the social media? We're talking about trust. I think it's a lot of uh, a lot can be done in the marketing sense. Uh, to create mm -hmm. if you don't have yet a, a trust bond with your potential client. So if you have any good tips uh, that you can share or anything that hotel, hotel should think about spe specifically on marketing and social media. Of course, well, social media, it was, it has been very important in the, in few years, uh, but in the pandemic that we, we have a real, we have realized, Many hotels that didn't focus before social media, they have the social media like, okay, we have something there. They realized that was a big, big channel to connect with their uh, clients. So uh, I think that many, many hotels realize now of the importance of social media. Uh, it's, it has a lot of objectives, the social media. I think that many, I may, we made a study in 2019 before the pandemic mm -hmm. about uh, luxury hotels in Latin America. Uh, from Mexico to Argentina, including Brazil, including Chile. We also did it in, in Spain in cities like Barcelona and Madrid. Mm -hmm. And we realized that uh, most of the hotels, uh, they were using social media in a very bad way because they feel like it's a place to post uh, advertisement. And it is not, social media is not a place to post advertisement. It's a place uh, to, uh, to communicate and we... I think that the big, big mistakes of most hotels, and I think that we can move it to other industries, but I'm specializing in hotels. Yeah. Uh, the big mistake is that they don't realize that it's a two-way channel. It's not a one-way channel. It's not a place uh, where I just post things and let them go, and what's, if, if something happens good and if something doesn't, uh, it's okay. Uh, it's not like that. It's a way to communicate. People are using social media not only to... 
uh, inspire themselves to travel, uh, they also was using like a way to communicate with the property. And uh, uh, in this study we made, we realized that half of the hotels didn't reply to the uh, to a, a request of a reservation in social media. So that's horrible to think that if uh, if a if customer or possible uh, client wants to do a reservation over social media, we must be ready. We must react. We must offer them. And um, so, if I have to say the big big mistakes of of social media is that people do not react to what people do. And they, they take social media like a place to uh, just to post advertisement. It's happened very often. Um, depends on the hotel. Some hotels work with agencies. Uh, some hotels work with the uh, in-house. Uh, but depending if you work with an agency or in-house, the important thing is that you have control of what's happening in social media. Social media is a, a, it's a natural place for the customer. And the customer don't think, if there is an agency, if there is one people, ten people working, or whatever, they they contact the brand, they contact the property. If I contact uh, 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 the official account of a hotel, I expect the same service if I have I, I am at the hotel. So if I'm at the hotel, I have an amazing service and everybody's ready and everybody reacts with my name so quick and they do the best. Why, if I write uh, to them in social media, they don't do the same? Uh, so the, I think it's very important to think of a strategy to to use social media like a way to communicate. Like uh, people don't want uh, new ways, different ways to communicate uh, than the traditional. They want to to feel comfortable, and if they they need to communicate social media, we have to react and act well. Plus, on the content side. Um, the, the big, big tendencies are is video, is vertical video, and uh, surprisingly, many, most, most of the hotels didn't well went well on that. They didn't. They, they are not focusing. They are still using the same strategy like three years ago, uh, with the traditional posts on the hotels with the picture, the beautiful picture uh, that. It works, it works particularly on Instagram, but now we are, we are in the TikTok generation. And uh, I became very fan of TikTok. Uh, even TikTok still look at social media for teenagers. Yeah. Uh, TikTok is changing, is changing the way of uh, how we use social media. And it's taking over uh, Instagram, taking over Facebook, taking over everywhere. And when I talk about vertical video, we have to think that vertical video now is everywhere. It's not on TikTok. It's, it's on Instagram with the IGTV. It's on Instagram with the stories. It's on, on stories on LinkedIn. It's on fleets on Twitter. It's on the stories on Facebook. Uh, YouTube support the vertical video. So we have to create vertical video uh, in a way that attracts people to, to interact and to, to, to think of, of us. Well, I think you have many great points there, uh, Marcos. I, uh, the first one that you said, and I totally agree, is that, uh, yeah, many hotels or brands in general, uh, they, they consider social media as just an advertisement and not a communication channel. And, and you're talking about outsourcing on in-house. That's also a problem because when I, for, ex for instance, when I'm as a traveler, I, I contact the... Um, 
uh, by Instagram or whatever, or Facebook a hotel. Uh, first of all, to not get any any kind of response, it's horrible. It, it is really, really horrible. bad. Yeah, it is really bad. But then sometimes you get some response and then maybe it's an agency that it's, you know, uh, running the, the social media and they don't know anything. And then they like, oh, can you please call? Can you please? It's like, no, I, people usually like to be answered in the channel they, they chose. If I'm talking there, why do I have to? just to send an email or to call I, it doesn't make make sense and i i for once i i kind of give up <laughs> depending on the hotel you know like oh never mind and, and move, move absolutely and move. i absolutely agree with that because uh, people want uh, we, we we change the way we communicate with everybody with our family with our co-workers i mean i think whatsapp made a absolute change in the way we communicate because appears at the beginning like a like a platform for more close people and now we work in we in whatsapp where we are yeah. sending documents in whatsapp because why because because we feel comfortable we feel it easy uh, if we are in contact in whatsapp why are we gonna okay we have to do it on the other media i mean we have different channels but we if we have a, a customer we need to react in the in the platform or the channel that the customer wants not the one we want yeah and uh Social media is very natural. I mean, uh, some people, if you think of a hotel, you're going to feel more, you're going to expect a more uh, quick response in social media than by mail. Or you're going to expect yeah. a quick response uh, on social media than in a website. So uh, if you don't react uh, fast, you lose because uh, there's somebody else that's going to react fast and they're going to win. Uh, if I write to two hotels on social media and one, one replies, the other doesn't, the, the, one, the one who didn't he'll lose the opportunity, I'm going to stay with the one who does, especially if the one who does knows what he's doing and is pushing me because it's a very way, nice way to sell. I have, uh, in this uh, investigation that we did, we found uh, only a few hotels. I, can, I could tell like it was like 4% 4, 4 of the hotels in the investigations did well. They did well uh, in the react and they tried to sell. Mm -hmm. uh, that's what they have to do. If you have somebody that's telling you they want to make a reservation, yeah. come on, you have to react. You have, you cannot lose this person. If he's contacting you, it's taking their time because if he's contacting you because they investigate before, they have uh, some research uh, to, to contact you because they are interested. Uh, so it's very important to react. And, and, and I'm going to back again to the other part. It's very important to, to inspire people to travel. We all travel to places that we've seen before. Nobody travels to a place that never heard before. Nobody. So, in the in the 80s, in the 90s, or uh, we we had the the movies, we have TV shows, we have magazines that inspire us to oh, I would like to visit this place, this city, this country, this hotel. Now we have social media that can inspire a lot. Uh, not only the official accounts. Um, the user-generating content is very important to have our, our customers to share their experiences, to have influencers to share, share their experiences. Um, there's a lot of things to inspire people and uh, to put in their mind that they have to come to visit us. And after that, we have to react well if they contact us. 
Yeah, and well, I think the the message here, if you hotelier listening to us, uh, double check how you do your 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 communication and your customer service. It is a customer service in social media right Absolutely. now. And uh, and before we move on to the next one, you're talking about TikTok, and I totally agree with you. I think uh, it does have some. Um, I don't know. People don't like oh, TikTok. It's for teenagers and all that, but it's a new way of 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 having content right and and you have to be if you if you are a business you have to be aware it doesn't mean i don't think it doesn't mean that you're gonna or every hotel or every business in general have to have a tiktok but i do understand your point and i, I do agree with you it is you have to be aware of that and it, and you have to use it the best way it fits your strategy right i i feel that tiktok is uh i mean i i I, I was like I didn't like too much TikTok before. Mm -hmm. I mean I, I felt that but that what we say that I don't know, it's not for me, it's not for the hotels, it's not for that. Mm -hmm. When I start using it, I realize it is a big opportunity for the hotels. It is a big opportunity. Um and also uh, what I learned using it because I've been using it for three months every day mm -hmm. to to understand it better. Um, and I've been using it and I realized that it's not only a big opportunity because not too much brands are there yet, uh, but it's also a, an amazing way to learn of a new way to communicate that we can apply to other social media. We have to think that Instagram yes. is trying is trying to catch TikTok in many ways. Now they're testing this, the, the, the stories that we usually uh, slide to the side to change from one side to Instagram is now stated, te, uh, sorry, testing stories mm -hmm. to slide from down to up, like we do on TikTok. They are testing that because it could change in the future because they try to catch TikTok. So yeah. if we learn TikTok and we learn what's, what, what works on TikTok and what doesn't, it's going to be very good to apply to other social media because it's a very, very interesting way how TikTok is changing social media. For me, it's changing everything. It's affecting um, like Instagram did a few years ago and it, with the stories, but the stories that came from Snapchat, but with the stories, they did a lot of things um, that affect now like <laughs> social media like LinkedIn or Twitter, we didn't, we never expect that they have stories now. Yeah. Uh, I think TikTok is gonna, um, it's gonna affect how we use other social media, particularly Instagram. So if we learn TikTok, we understand TikTok, we have to do it. Uh, but it's gonna be a lot easier to apply that kind of social media to Instagram. That's gonna is going on that direction. Yeah, that that's uh, that's really a great point, Marcus. And uh, now moving on a little bit for to luxury travel specifically, which is another expertise of yours that you already you already talk about it a little bit. But let's let's focus a little bit a little bit more. Go in depth here. Uh, mm -hmm. What are your thoughts about regarding luxury travel, especially like I think people uh, still have a hard time defining what is uh, luxury travel, what it actually means, and putting in consideration to consideration what we're living now uh we see many kind of hotel many types of hotels having different impacts on how they operate because of the pandemic uh how how that how does the pandemic affect or not the luxury travel oper like the luxury hotel operations and what are your thoughts about that the luxury travel and the pandemic 
Well, what, what's happening? I mean, we we'll have to. It's, it's sometimes it's, it's it's a question that comes very often. What is a luxury hotel? What is an ultra luxury hotel? What is a five star hotel? Yeah. It's very difficult to define luxury because, uh, particularly because many hotels they say call themselves luxury hotels, and uh, it's difficult to, to categorize. We have to think that the stars system, the traditional star system to hotels, is not the same in in every country. It changed and. Even a five-star hotels is not uh, the the best of the best. For me, it's, uh, the ultra luxury is uh, is the hotel. Some brands that has another level of lu of luxury, and in this kind of luxury, I'm talking of brands uh, like uh, one and only Rosewood, uh, Waldorf, uh, Four Seasons, Mandarin. Uh, this kind of brands, uh, particularly in the places on the on the beach where they have more space and that. They didn't have to change too much what they do because uh, the social distancing, the famous social distancing, mm -hmm. it was before the pandemic. Uh, you didn't have to, uh, to, to get up early to have a place in the pool like uh, happens in the non-luxury places. You didn't have to, to, to be very close to the other person in the breakfast. You didn't have to be. Many of the ultra-luxury hotels, they had before this uh, the breakfast uh, a la carte. I mean, they didn't have the buffet. There are some uh, luxury hotels that they have a buffet and they have to change that, of course, yeah. uh, with this. But uh, what I feel that particularly the, the, the luxury and the ultra-luxury traveler, it was before enjoying this space. Um, you have a big room. If I talk about these hotels on the beach, many times you have your own pool on, on, on your suite. So, uh, if you go to this kind of hotel, you, you don't, you're not going to see a big difference in experience. Of course, uh, the, the personal contact is very important, but uh, uh, they have to adapt. But I think it's more difficult uh, to adapt for hotels that are not in the luxury industry, where their spaces are smaller, um, uh, so uh, things change. And in the cities, of course, the things are very different than in the places on, on the beach. In the cities, we have a lot of elevators, we have a lot of places where to connect. People cannot be so comfortable, so we have to change a lot of the structure. But in the luxury, uh, particularly in the ultra-luxury, the, the, of course there have been changes and protocols on, clean, <clears throat> on cleaning, and etc. But the experience, it didn't change that much like in other industries. Because they were, they were uh, ready for the, for the social distancing. Yeah, I think we mentioned that when we talked previously, you you and I, uh, it's that, that it's, uh, it is something that I wanted to, to, to ask you because a luxury for me, at least, it is, it is very connected to exclusivity, and which means that it's, like you said, it, it, it must be, of course, have some, some adaptations of protocols. Uh, it, it, some things will, you, know, you, you have to, to adapt. But in general, a luxury hotel, it, it, it does provide you already this kind of exclusive, which means you're not super crowded in a pool, like you said, like a, like a resort or something like that. So I think it's very interesting that it's this, 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 uh, this and, kind of view. Sorry, and, go. <laughs> no, and they were ready, for example, San Regis, that they have the butler, you have your butler. 
they changed some things on the butter because before the butler offers you to pack or unpack your luggage. Now they tell you, we prefer you do yourself just to not touch all your things. Mm -hmm. But for example, the, the butler usually communicate with you uh, with WhatsApp. We were talking before with WhatsApp. Mm -hmm. uh, when you arrive to the property, the butler introduces uh, himself or herself and tells you, okay, do you want WhatsApp to be communicating? And it's great because you are on the beach or you're on the pool or you're outside the, the resort and you can communicate with your butler and ask for a reservation in the hotel or to clean your, your, your shirt that you leave on the room or whatever. So this kind of communication it's uh, win a lot of uh, uh, it wins a lot now with the pandemic that you need to be in contact but not so personal close uh, uh, contact so this kind of communication between in luxury hotels uh, is is uh, very important and it was before and now it grows uh, you still have a lot of connection mm -hmm. but you can have in a digital world you have a, you can be con very connected with an amazing service with your butler but not to be all the time in person so uh, I think that that things are happening now. Yeah, it is a combination of uh, technology in some cases and and uh, personal uh, service. And I think you're right. I think there are most people. Uh, what I hear, we hear a lot, is um, how difficult it it can be to connect digitally. And you just said it is possible. We do that every day, actually, <laughs> with our yeah yeah. Without it, it's it's funny how 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 when we think about business we we kind of disconnect in a way and and think it will be different but we more and more how we communicate personally and and business wise and and all that they are really really connected i i think i think it's yeah absolutely yeah. absolutely because like like we talked before paula it's uh uh, we like to communicate in the easier way, in the comfortable way, not in the way they tell. I don't want a hotel to tell me, you have to install an app and then chat with me. This No, I want to communicate in the way I know. Mm -hmm. Particularly, we, we, if we're talking about luxury and ultra luxury, we have a lot of people that is uh, adults that they don't want to learn new things. Nobody wants to learn new things yeah. <laughs> in the holidays. In the holidays, you want to relax, and you, if you need to communicate with uh, your butler or uh, somebody at the hotel, you don't want to install an app, learn an app. Uh, you know, the curve of learning, it's slow and it's, it's not comfortable. So to use tools that we know, uh, it's a very, very nice way to, like, because it's the same way you, you contact your, your son or your father, you contact your butler, and you can uh, ask something or say, good morning, how are you? and uh, to have a very good connection and it's very personal and simple and we know it how to do it yeah oh that's that that is a, a really great point here you you mentioned whatsapp before and here in brazil we see more the use of whatsapp in, in, in hotels or in business in general than i think i see from depending on each country they're still reluctant because mm -hmm. they still think like whatsapp it's for personal purpose but like you said i think it's such a great point like if you you are on a vacation you you know you want to be really like the definition is to be comfortable and relax i think and and you don't want to you stress over how something gonna work and do you you don't you don't want to work <laughs> most of us at least you don't want to learn yeah of course yeah. you don't have to push the people to yeah. learn something that you want you have to do what they what they know yeah in, in the way they feel comfortable, you have to do it. Like, 
I mean, the, the industry was always very uh, specialized in the, in the luxury market to give the people what they want. Mm -hmm. So do it in the digital world too. Give the people what they want. Yeah, that, that's, that's great advice, Marcos. And uh, we're heading to the end of the show, unfortunately, and I didn't want to, to, to end it before. You talk a little bit about this new role of yours, and since we're talking about luxury travel, and we did talk about Mexico, you were... You are Mexico's luxury travel ambassador. So, uh, what is actually uh, that means, and what what do you see as what is your perspective on, on not only on your role but in the market as as a whole? Mm -hmm. Well, I'm, first I have to say I'm so proud, so honored to have been named the the, uh, the first luxury travel ambassador of Visit Mexico. Um, I'm I'm so happy because I was always a big promoter of Mexico. I, I lived in Mexico many years. Then for my work, I'm traveling all the time. Uh, forget the pandemic. Yeah. Um, but Mexico was always my first point because I love Mexico. Uh, there's something personal that uh, with the people, with everything about Mexico. Uh, but there's also, um, I, I'm sure that uh, Mexico has the best luxury and ultra-luxury hotels in Latin America. They have big, big industry of luxury tourism. There are a lot of destinations that are amazing. Not only the Riviera Maya or all the Caribbean. You have the Cabo. You have uh, Riviera Nayarit. You have Ixapas y Guatanejo. Uh, of course, Mexico City. You have the small towns like uh, Guanajuato, San Miguel de Allende, and all these towns are amazing with beautiful hotels. So for me, it's on the personal side, I love Mexico, and on the professional side, I know the Mexico has the best uh, luxury hotels. And um, Visit Mexico was relaunched uh, last year in 2020 uh, with a, like a big plat platform to do uh, uh, digital connect the people of, of all, all over the world with Mexico. And there was uh, different strategies and different areas to focus. There one that's called Taste Mexico that is focused on the, on the gastronomy side that is amazing, I love. Um, and you have a different areas and um, they choose me like uh, the luxury travel ambassador because they know I'm the big promoter of luxury tourism in Mexico. I'm, I'm, I'm very hyper-segmented. And um, the, the objective to promote Mexico is to work with the hotels, uh, to plan a lot of strategies to, to bring people uh, and to see Mexico like a luxury tourism destination. A lot of people see that. Uh, not all, also for the local, for the Mexican, because sometimes, you know, it's happened like every country, people like to travel a, a abroad. Yeah. Uh, but uh, for the local and for all the markets, we have uh, US, we have Canada, we have all Latin America that is very important for Mexico. Latin America is very important market for Mexico, mm -hmm. Brazil, Argentina, Chile, Colombia, Peru, they're big, big markets for them. Mm -hmm. um, so... Uh, the objective is to focus and to make a, a, a strategy to promote Mexico in the luxury side because there's a lot of different strategies for visit Mexico on other areas. Um, so I'm I'm, uh, I'm, in, I'm in charge of uh, of focusing on the luxury side. Um, I'm, uh, you know, the plans originally changed a bit with the uh, with the pandemic. Yes. That what we plan to do, but uh, I'm I'm traveling now to Mexico. Uh, because I couldn't travel before. Um, I'm going to start with this promotion of Mexico, like luxury tourism destination. 
and we have amazing plans for this year. But I cannot say too much because uh, you know <laughs> we're gonna some some things we're gonna wait a bit to to the pandemic to 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 start ending. Um, but we're gonna have a beautiful things to do with Mexico. And of course, I invite everyone who's listening to Mexico. You have to visit this uh, amazing country, that amazing culture, the gastronomy, and if you like luxury, uh, you have the best luxury hotels in all Latin America, and I can uh, guarantee that. I'm sure about it. <laughs> yeah, and uh, well, congratulations on this new role, and well deserved. I think if you if you follow anyone that follows you at least on LinkedIn, like I do, you, you can see that you, I think it wasn't so natural because you are an ambassador for luxury travel in general anyway so i think it just it, it was just you know a nomination that it, it it was already a natural one so congrats on that and i think luxury luxury travel it is a topic that um not many people still um do it or cover it and i think you do an amazing job seriously and i'm very happy that you're Thank here you so uh, very happy that you're here and talking to us because it's a it's, it is a different perspective from um, other kinds of um, lodgings and hotels. So I really, really appreciate your time. And I've learned a lot, seriously, <laughs> and made some points here. And I'm pretty sure uh, the, the audiences also learn a lot, lot from what you said. Uh, so thank you, Marco, so much for being here today. And before we say goodbye, uh, how can your audience reach out to you? And I already mentioned your LinkedIn, but uh, how can they find more of your great content? Because you have your podcast too. Uh, your podcast is on Spotify or how can they find mm -hmm. you? Okay. First of all, thank you, Paula, for having me. For me, it's a pleasure. Uh, I was happy when you contacted me and to thank you to the audience who's listening. Um, you can find me. I have different channels. Uh, everything is Experto en Hoteles. It's in Spanish. Uh, it's Hotel Expert. Experto en Hoteles we have on Instagram that will do a lot of uh, visual communications. We have, of course, on LinkedIn. Uh, you have my personal LinkedIn that is Marcos Soscani. Uh, the podcast is Experto en Hoteles. It's on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, where I interview the leaders of luxury hospitality in Spanish. Um, we have expertonhoteles.com uh, that we, we show experiences to in hotels and some news on the hotel luxury hotel industry. And uh, what else? Well, now I'm on TikTok too. I, yeah. I'm, 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 <laughs> yes, I'm on TikTok too. Uh, it, it was like an experiment to start on TikTok and uh, I'm enjoying it. <laughs> so we are expert on hoteles on TikTok. We have to be ready for what is coming. Yes. Uh, so you can find everywhere with uh, expert on hoteles. Nice. Uh, and if you're trying to, you're your listener that is trying to to write down everything, don't worry. I'm going to put an, on our blog post as well all this information on how to contact uh, Marco. So you just go to our blog and you will find it, all the information as well. And I will I will follow you on TikTok. I, do, I don't use it yet much, TikTok. I still, I, I'm still lost there, to be honest. <laughs> I see a lot of features and all the things you can do and I get a bit lost. Yes. But I was lost. I was lost in the first days, but then I started understanding it. But for me, it was like, a, like an experiment. Yeah, and, uh, it's very interesting. It's very interesting. I'm learning a lot, a lot. On yeah, and, and like and, and like you said, it is a, another type. We are. I also a content creator. We have to to be 
uh, keep an eye on that. And the, it, is, it is a lot of people that does TikTok, they go to Instagram and post there. So you you see it anyway, even if you're not on TikTok uh, yes. yourself. So of course. yeah, so I'm gonna follow you, oh, Marcos. You're gonna have a new follower at least. <laughs> uh, but thank you again so much. Muchas gracias. Uh, well, that's it for today, everybody. Thank you all for tuning in, and be sure to follow Ask Sweet on Spotify. Check out our website, asksweet.com, to learn about the 2020 and the 2021 Hot Tech Award winner chatbot, and how it can help your team perform better and increase revenue. Thank you so much and see you on the next episode. The holidays are a moment of togetherness and joy and a reminder of how tradition creates happy and fulfilled communities. Make this holiday season patriotic with a visit to National Harbor and its stunning new Spirit Park. Marvel at one of the largest American flags in the region and beautiful displays of American art. Make this holiday season the most meaningful of all at National Harbor. Learn more at nationalharbor.com spiritpark.